Hello, David. Hello. How are you doing, my friend? Okay. Anything specific you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. Was that a no? Yes, that was a no. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Thank you for showing up anyway. Uh, I was curious, what, if anything, you learned yesterday? What did I learn? Well, I do have a question. Sure. So what is it that got you to finally name Bill? Um, the fact that we were off camera and it exhausted all other options. And the fact that Bill agreed to show up even though we hadn't ratified his covenant. Um, yeah, one more thing, actually, the more I think about it, uh, this is what I say, like, this is a hard practice. And there's lots of brittle rules that don't work. And so first of all, the reason I agreed to do the whole thing off camera is because I feel like, okay, this is our last chance to do something. And it's better to do something stupid and harmful than do nothing. That was my first point. The second point, I felt like, you know, there's a really subtle point here, which I think is really important, is that we can't force people to answer a question. We can't force people to sit in on a conversation. But I don't think that gives them the right to prevent us from having a conversation. And if someone says, I don't want to be part of this conversation, and they uh, leave or they mute themselves, and the conversation happens without them, I think that is actually fine. I did not think that before, but I think that now. Ooh. I, I'm curious, what changed your mind then? Are you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I heard you were about to make a statement and then it cut off, so I missed the rest of the sentence, if there was one. Uh, no, I, I said, ooh, what made you change your mind? So, uh, two things. One was just the uh, real-time evolution of the situation. Uh, we had, and for, for the record, the covenant we had, I do not think what I did was inconsistent with that, at least not with the letter of it. Uh, the letter of it was that if someone does not want to be part of a conversation, we will not force them to be part of a conversation. Um, and that we won't force it to happen on camera. So the fact, so it wasn't so much a changing my mind, but as a category I hadn't considered before. If you're asking about what changed relative to the conversation with Steve, um, I think the interesting thing was is that, you know, is that I think because it was me, that he primarily had an issue with, and Steve and I had a good call this afternoon earlier, so 
which I was very grateful for. But um, I could not see a way to do that that I that I personally could feel was sufficiently respectful to Steve. And I felt so. In retrospect, having done this, I would be much more comfortable going back and saying, "Okay, we need to have this conversation as a group. Uh, you are invited to be part of it. You can participate in it as you see fit, but we need to have this conversation regardless." And I don't think I opposed you doing that. It's just I didn't know how to do it. Now I think I have a better sense of what it would take to do that. Does that answer your question? Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I, well, I guess I'm asking what got you to change your mind about this? Um, well, it's not clear to me. What do you think I changed my mind about? Let's start there. Well, you, you just said that before. Yeah, I guess, I guess what you're saying is you didn't really change your mind. You just, I guess that's your answer. You didn't really change your mind. You just never really had a position on this. And now you're just sort of saying, well, this is now my position. Right, but to be clear, I think yeah. that when I invited you to have a conversation about Steve in his absence, that I implicitly said it was okay. So the, um, okay, so the, the, the subtle point I think that maybe was a gray zone, if you will, was that we were spending all this time talking about this letter that Bill sent uh, without naming Bill even though it was a key plot point in everything. And I, you know, that's a gray zone. Cause like, okay, things that happen on camera, I think are fair game. Things that happen offline in personal life, I think are, uh, I'm not gonna make an absolute statement, but I think generally a bad idea and inappropriate. Um, but this was so timely and so close. And we've already wasted so much time talking around the issue that I felt like, Okay, I don't really have an absolute moral position to this. I just have a personal uh, reluctance to it, uh, but my distaste at not talking about it exceeded my personal reluctance, and therefore I acted. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for it. Sorry? I want to thank you. Am I not, okay. am I not loud enough? No, I just wanted to hear you say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Now I now I feel manipulated. Which I will not say I have an absolute moral prohibition against, but occasionally my desire to accomplish something over cheese, oh, uh, exceeds my personal reluctance. But at least I but I will always admit it after the fact. <laughs> okay. No, but I, I, I mean, I, as long as we're confessing things, I, I feel like it wasn't quite true, but I kind of feel like I manipulated you into this whole situation. So, uh, what do you mean? Um, the, when we first started having conflict, my entire strategy was to give you more and more responsibility until something snapped. And obviously the first thing that snapped was me. Um, but then... Um, you know, we had, a, I thought a really illuminating call last week. I said, okay, there's some real issues here. And David seems really interesting and actually 
hearing what I have to say, because I can see how it would be confusing. And so I was really looking forward to that. And when you went off in a completely different direction, I was a little slightly dismayed, but I figured, okay, either uh, um, either it won't happen, I didn't really think about that scenario, but either that you will try it and it will work and I will learn something I didn't know, or we will try it and it won't work and David will hopefully learn something he didn't know. And so, um, I'm not sure like what book you want to put yesterday's call into, but that was the sort of thing that um, I was looking forward to have happen. And to the extent that I encouraged you in it rather than trying to protect you from it, it sort of counts as manipulation. But you don't have to count that way if you don't want to. I, uh, and I am, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, like to me, like, like when, when you sit there and you, you say, I want to convince you of something, and then you, you work to convince someone of something, it isn't manipulation, right? It's just convincing. Like, manipulation is when you don't, when it's not clear that you're doing it, right? That's how I sort of okay, think about it. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that definition. So, I mean, like, uh, in terms of, like, you just sort of saying, I don't know what I'm doing, and I want to just make you, you sort of, like, step up and do it. And, and You've been very upfront about that from the very beginning. So it doesn't feel like manipulation. Okay, thank you. So for my part, the only thing that really surprised me yesterday was Bill showing up because the flurry of emails and texts gave me the sense that this was a hugely emotional issue that had not been resolved in previous weeks and seemed it was moving in the opposite direction of being resolved. But in fact, he showed up and um, participated occasionally. And when he communicated, I felt it was generally on point. I didn't always agree uh, or like it, but it felt like he was talking about the subject at hand and honestly expressing his opinion, which was nice. Um, I think I also learned, um, I think this was, I forget which was on or off camera, but that some of the issues involved the dynamic between me and Bill and Steve. And so that helped me understand some of the things that you, that you apparently have been reluctant to talk about directly that you were trying to get Bill to talk about uh, in the, goodness, we have starting fractal numbers for our in incidents. The the time when you questioned Bill and I interrupted you, uh, incident 2.5, 1.5. Well, let's call it 1.5 because it's a derivative of incident one, which was my blowout with Steve. So anyway, that was something that I learned that helped give me a much deeper understanding and appreciation of the nuances and motivations uh, that you had. So those are probably the biggest, most useful things I learned. There were obviously several other pieces of information, but those were less surprising. Did anything surprise you? Um.
Yeah, a lot of things surprised me yesterday. Most of it didn't happen during the call. Ah. Were they related to that topic or completely orthogonal? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's somewhat tricky, tricky because I don't – the thing is I know that what I say here will will impact this stuff and, and very quantum <laughs> right uh very um and that might be the episode title <laughs> and i i'm just thinking um i don't want to talk about it um so i i learned about janet's leaving um mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she 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 told me technically like yesterday, the day before, but I didn't read her message until that morning. Mm. Um, and then I talked to her briefly about it. Um, so that one that was a bit of a well, asked the de- details of it were shocking. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, um, we're, it looks like we're on track to talk about it on Tuesday, so. Yes, and I'm I'm hoping to influence her in the opposite direction. Not talking about it? Uh, <laughs> no, into into not leaving. Oh, well yeah, I figure we should wait and hear her reasons first before we take a position on whether why we think it's a bad idea. Well, yes. I've heard her reasons. I know her reasons. Oh, okay. So then you can have your perspective and we will see. Okay. Um Fair enough. Uh, the other shocker was, um, yeah, Bill's, Bill's emails to you. <laughs> Which I guess are now part of the record, so you can refer to them if you like. Um, it's, it's really hard for me to, to, to evaluate this. Um, and, and, and in particular, this is tricky because, like, it's a point of contention between me and Bill, but also between you and me. Mm-hmm. Because I think you and I have different interpretations of we've been trying to convince each other. Right. And I think what I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that I've been trying to understand your perspective, and you've been trying to convince me my perspective is wrong. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't feel like you've been trying to understand my perspective. Okay. Um. And. Okay, so let me. So yeah. let's let's start with me. So let's focus on that for now. Let me make sure I understand your perspective on the email. Oh, I mean, like I, I mean, like I only have theories at this point. Um, and it's complicated. And, and this is this is this once again is the quantum thing. Uh, I don't know if Bill is going to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and and what's what's difficult about this is that he has been before the okay. So I I spent I don't know I spent a long time on the phone with him before the meeting. 
Mm-hmm. I'm upset with him um, for, well, lying to me, I would say. And, and what was interesting about that was he, he walked back pretty much every time mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why he showed up. And, and part of the issue was he also was very insistent because I'm like, he was very insistent that like he wasn't going to just run off and stop talking to me, that he wasn't going to just cut us all off, that he wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I don't believe you. I feel mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I pushed it really hard. And then, I, I mean, this is the test. I mean, I haven't heard from him yet. I haven't reached out to him either. I mean, like, I've had I've had a very, very long couple of days. Mm. Um, For what it's yeah, worth, I, in I, case I, it, it helps with this current situation, Bill communicated that he was still expecting to invite you to for uh, Christmas or New Year's, I forget, something like that. Within, yeah, after have, the Tuesday's call. He did express that. He doesn't have a choice on that, though. He doesn't have a choice on that. He's he's doing that because, you know, I'm close to with, with his whole family. And if I don't show up because of what happened, like, it's basically going to put him in the doghouse with his family. Okay, well, in that case, you're definitely going to see him again. That doesn't seem to be in doubt uh, anymore, then. No, it is in doubt. Sorry, you're saying you might not show up? Yes. Okay. So, so it sounds like there's two different issues going on here. Like, like one, like he can hide. Like even if I'm there, he's done this before. He can hide while I'm there. Sure. Okay. So anyway, so he, so it's not like he's saying he's not going to see you again. He is saying he's going to see you again. You just don't believe him. Yes. Okay. So that is a, um, or rather, I'm, I'm a, skeptical. I don't fully doubt, skeptical. but I don't. Just skeptical. Okay, well, you see, so have a lot of doubts. Okay, you, as I said, it is easy to rationally infer doubt. Um, it is perhaps I think it's probably more of a matter of choice than you seem to think, but whatever. Um, so, uh, I guess only time will tell. Um, and so that must weigh on you, if that's the point you're trying to make. Was that in the context of, that's why you're not sure you want to discuss the emails? Yes. Okay. Let me, can we discuss one point that at least the thing that I wrote that you made a statement about just to see if I heard you clearly and dis- at least discuss if we had different interpretations of the same set of facts, sure. which was the, the section of the email where I, this may have been foolish on my part, I relayed the emails from Bill with his request that you explain this pause protocol and make sure everyone understands. And I think that that may have been a mistake on my part because that appears to have had a much stronger uh, impression on you than I intended.
So I'd explain what I thought and how I interpreted that to see if I can understand where we diverged. Um, okay. Let me, let me, maybe I think I can, maybe I can help with a starting point. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Man, I have to evaluate this like several different ways uh, mm. to make sure that I'm not triggering something. But I think what I'm about to say is something that Bill will just disagree with, and mm -hmm. he'll just say, "Oh, well, that he would be foolish." Um, mm -hmm. But what I would say is that. I feel like I have to tiptoe around Bill on a number mm. of things mm. because if I if I don't, he'll feel like he's being attacked, and then he'll he'll want to not talk to me, and he'll certainly avoid topics, and he'll and he'll go a while without speaking. Yes, I have many relations like that. I can appreciate. And I I value him so much. And that I was willing to do that. I was willing mm -hmm. to go to great extra lengths in that regard. Yeah. And um, the, the thing that, that, that happened, though, is I, it finally got to a point where I felt like it wasn't just that I was accommodating Bill and trying to make things easy for him or trying to help him. It was that that i was communicating i was i was communicating lies on his behalf right that's what i i felt like that line got crossed right. and at that point um yeah and so and and then all of this stuff that we were doing to try to accommodate him just sort of became colored with this like this is these are these are just these are just rules to protect Bill and to enable lies. Mm. And and what I would what I would say is like because I because I don't think they were protecting anyone else. I really really strongly don't. I think they could potentially protect other people, and that right. and that was sort of what we came. But I like I'm also somebody who thinks like you've got to be careful about instituting rules because if you just start instituting rules because they make sense, you're going to become you're going to it's going to be rule lawyering. It's going to be too litigious. And I really don't. Right. That's a bad place to go. And I'm like, we were, mm -hmm. these rules didn't protect one. They just protected Bill, but like they were actually coming from a good place, I think. Well, let's move. Yeah. I, I would make a slight um, amendment to that. Okay. Is that the rules that I wrote down were designed to cover not just Bill, but also our friend Steve who had this discussion uh, with me that he later requested to be taken down. <laughs> so, so right. And mean, I, okay. right. And I recused myself from that decision, but Ted uh, felt that that was a fair thing to do. And I, I actually, um, while I have some quibbles about the mechanics of it, um, for me, at least the thing that tipped my understanding of this is that Steve, as I was before, identifies as an African-American. 
And in my experience doing public things with African-Americans, I have had several of them say to me, I can't, you know, we can't do that. You know, it's too dangerous. And it occurred to me at the time, it may have been false, but I, I, I still believe it, is that I am an extraordinarily privileged individual. If I get mocked and ridiculed on the Internet, it is no big deal. It doesn't affect my career. It has minimal impact on my family. Um, it's annoying and embarrassing and obnoxious but it's not an existential problem. Um, there are people I know, I don't know if they fall into this camp or not, but I think there are people where if this happens, it could ruin their life. And so I felt like, you know, I think it is worth acknowledging that fact. And that's why I put that in there. And that's why it was about more than just Bill. You're, you're absolutely right. And oh, yeah, let me, maybe I should be this very clear. Uh, I have, I, I have this general attitude to most of the things that you you try to you instill as rules and policies or things for the group. And this attitude is mm-hmm. like my default position is that whatever you write or say is is absolutely empty and meaningless. Mm-hmm. And and that's because you you present it in the the it always presenting in such a way it feels like that that there is no enforcement and like you you called it a covenant but the only thing you wrote was we ask this question and that's it it's just a question it's not a, it's not a covenant it's not a rule it's really just a question and sorry what was the question that you are using to, that you thought it was just this question what was the question your covenant your covenant, with, coven- our no, covenant okay with- so the okay it's interesting how you perceive that uh, but you said it was just this question. I wasn't sure what the question. You you, you said that. Well, um, I'm not sure what you meant by question. I got confused by that statement. Because you you just say please let us know, and then you say yes. these things, and that's it. Okay, that, that that that's a different. I guess I phrase that as a request rather than a question. That's what confused me. All right. Well, I mean, it's a request for information. Right. So sure. Well, it's, it's, it's actually a request for a signal, actually, to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. And uh, I very carefully, right. So the, um, I did not explicitly promise that we would take things down, but so let me tell you, okay, anyway, so interestingly, that, that, that skepticism may apply, extend to Bill as well, which may be why he wanted you rather than me to communicate the covenant, um, the terms, whatever. Uh, but so anyway, you have that general beef and that general concern. So the, um, what I'm hearing you say, let me see if I'm understanding you, is that even though these principles all sound nice on paper, they don't really mean anything, and all they really mean is that Bill can use this to hide from you. Is that what you were saying? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, so I missed your point. I'm saying, can you try again? Yeah, yeah. My, my, my point was your covenant was nothing, and once I read it, I – immediately forgot it existed because it was nothing okay it 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 was it was a covenant that that didn't actually promise anything and it it was unenforceable it didn't promise anything it was just a request for information which people which i thought pretty much people weren't going to supply anyway or if they were they were going to do it in the first place it didn't change anything so like okay i I read that that was fine and I, I pushed it out of my head. Okay. All right. 
until no 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 there is no until it's still the okay case. so sorry but then this email is... that i forwarded where email had nothing to do with the, had nothing to do with the covenant it had it had everything to do with what bill was requesting well yeah but in in the context the reason i forwarded to you is that i wanted to introduce this covenant ted was interested in introducing something like this and so um the reason I forwarded that email was in my mind, it's like, okay, we're gonna introduce this covenant, a set of practices, norms, whatever. Um, and um, my understanding was that you were very eager to see Bill return to the group. And my hope was that by working through this process, that would enable Bill to rejoin the group. And I was surprised that he asked for you to explain it. Um, he later explained is that you understand it well, and therefore you'd be able to do the best job of explaining it. Uh, but it wasn't mandatory for him that you'd be the one explaining it, but he may share your same skepticism of my ability to present things well, and that may have motivated him. And so when I had the thing to make sure people understand it, I assumed that was just, you read it, and then you ask everyone, do you understand it? And they all nod yes, and then we're good. That's what I thought was going on with that, but it sounds like you uh, read that differently. Yes. Okay. No, so so uh, Bill was not asking for everyone to read and agree to the covenant. He was asking for people to be explained the pause protocol and that this pause protocol will be explained as something, this is we are, something we are doing in the group and we need to understand it's something we're doing in the group. So he wanted something far more. Okay, I thought that, I didn't see that as inconsistent, but I can see how you and possibly he did. Sure, okay. Um, so, so in my mind, the covenant was nothing. The pause protocol was something that was suggested. And, and I didn't think- You do know that, people, just so we're clear of the fact, my, my, the, the revised form of the covenant did include the, the pause protocol, which is why I see them as yeah. overlapping. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but, I mean, still. Okay, so, I, so that's why that's, I'm just helping you understand why I saw them as more or less the same thing, but I can see why you didn't. Um, so, so I was thinking of the just the pause protocol itself as an independent thing. And like my default attitude with that, and I think I said this a couple of times, was like, uh, I don't have a problem with the pause protocol. I, I would imagine that we would just out of courtesy, anybody would normally follow it. Um, and and that was fine. Um, okay. But then, but then, then, and I and I said this. I think I said this to you. I said this to Bill. And then. And I thought it was it was sort of done and over and settled. Mm -hmm. But but then the email comes in where Bill is basically saying I need to make sure everyone in the group understands it. And and then I'm like, okay, this is this is getting way out of hand. And and that's when I sort of realized that. Bill was was Bill was saying different things to you than he was saying to me. How's that? And sorry, I, I missed a step there somewhere. So so 
what is it? Incident 1.5, as you're calling it. Um, Sorry, what? Incident 1.5, incident okay, one. yeah. All right, so after that happened, I I had a chat with Bill about it. And, and we're getting, I guess we're getting to the weeds with this. I had a, I had a, a long discussion with Bill about it. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, you know, my stance was, if I'm going to be moderator uh, for for the group, I need people to actually just sign off, even if it's temporary, to say that this is okay. I'm willing to put up with this for now. And and my hope would be after that we could then have a discussion about a better way of doing this. Mm-hmm. But I needed I needed sort of approval before we got going. And he to do what get, exactly? To to to, to to for me to moderate for me to even moderate. Oh, okay, I see. Um, and that was the point I was making through that entire episode. It's, it's like, I need that final. Um, and Bill wasn't giving it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think he wasn't giving it because he didn't approve of the way that it came about. He didn't approve of how, like, you, Ted, and I had basically secretly sort of made this plan. And then we just come out and we're just like, here it is. And and I agree with them. That was a, I don't think that was a good way to do it. It was a compromise. Um, and but it, regardless, it was like it was a way in which I thought it was a way in which we could move forward. And I needed I needed if, if he didn't accept it, I would just feel like I had no legitimacy doing what I was doing mm-hmm. because like I would un, I would understand that like basically there was protests over what uh over me moderating and i i couldn't in good conscience moderate under protest hmm. and so i okay so when i talked so when i talked to bill about it separately he, he and it was surprising to me that he gave me so much trouble because he was the one pushing me to actually step up he was the one pushing me to accept your offer um he sorry so I, are you talking about yesterday you're talking about weeks ago which, which time frame Back in 1.5. Okay. There was this weird thing going on then. Okay. So when I talked to him, he clarified that no, he, he did support me as being moderator. And, and and that he was he was sorry that he didn't he didn't uh just sort of say so in the meeting, that he didn't understand. It was just some miscommunication thing. And to me it it felt like a miscommunication thing. It looked like a miscommunication thing. But I don't know what it was anymore. Because in my mind, it still felt like there was just miscommunication happening. But it felt like he was unhappy about that, that exchange, for some other reason. And and, and that... I feel like this is getting in the weeds. It is getting in the weeds, but... Yeah, let me go back to the original statement you made to make sure I heard you correctly. Is that mm-hmm. I thought you said that you and I were hearing different things from Bill. Yes. Um, do you know what I heard from Bill? I only know the email. Okay. So the context in which I sent that email. Okay. Uh, came up with the covenant is Bill had expressed displeasure with various things that have happened and um, 
I felt like he did not want to talk about it on the side, though he did agree to do that once. Uh, by the way, I think you may have experienced the two. Bill will say, I don't want to deal with things on the side, and then he'll refuse to deal with them in the group, which feels like a really annoying double bind. Is that, is that what happened to you? Or is that just me? I I, I 110% agree with that assessment. Yeah. Okay. So I, it's like, okay, it's not just my message. So, like, you know, I have not said I called him out on it. You, his, his response to things sometimes is amazing. It's like, well, you're just going to accuse me of hypocrisy, and that argument doesn't work with me. And I'm just like, it's, why not? Why doesn't hypocrisy work with you? You're, you're yes. acting in a way consistent with what you're arguing. It so, should bother you. The, one, the one horrible, ugly truth I've had to realize in my own life is that everyone thinks they are acting consistently, uh, including myself. And we need a lot of grace and occasionally miracles to, to get through it all. So what the tactical problem I was trying to solve was, and I tried once, and like the previous time when we were expecting Bill to show up and he didn't, he said that, oh, actually, I was just talking in general. I wouldn't actually mean I was going to start right now. And so, and that may very well have been his intent. He may have revised it later based on other effects. I don't know. So anyway. I had, like you, I get into problem-solving mode, right? I'm trying to solve the problem. How do I get Bill to show up in the group so these conversations can move forward? And so what Bill told me was, uh, when I talked to him about different experiences he's had, he said, you know, um, I don't need anyone. You know, he's very much against leadership and all these sort of things. He says, but I do want a social norm that, like, if someone asks you a question and you say no, that we stop. And I said, oh. That seems like a good social norm to have explicit. That way, uh, it would help Bill feel like he can do that with the weight of a social norm back in. It would make me feel a lot better to know that we all agree that these are the social norms so that I'm not the one sort of arbitrarily picking norms out of the hat that can be widely misinterpreted. Okay? So, so the one thing that this does every comment, even if you think it's useless, is that when you do that, then people have something concrete to point back to and say, wait, you just said this. You did not do that. And it gives a, a starting point for a conversation, which makes it concrete rather than abstract and vague. And so that's why I felt like this was a useful thing to do. Okay. And I said, you know, um, and it sounded like you were okay with it. And it sounded like Bill didn't want like any big drama or have a whole session devoted. He just wanted someone to read it and make sure. But he wants someone to, he, he says, like, he has this big point. He wants to be about education, uh, which is a, trigger word for me, but I think I got his point, is he doesn't want this to be about just enforcement. He wants to try and help people understand why this is valuable and why it's a good thing and encourage people to do it and, that they, and so that it has carried the weight of a social norm. So when Bill uh, shared that, I read that saying, okay, um, one of the challenges I have with Bill, and with you for that matter, is we rarely talk about things in terms of emotions. We mostly talk about them in terms of facts and cause and effect. And that makes it easy for me to overlook what emotional weight things carry. Um, and uh, sometimes the emotional weight vastly overwhelms the informational content, and I tend to get completely confused. Um, but as best I can infer, and Bill hates when I use the word, but is that Bill did not feel safe, um, and that this would help him feel safe. And so I said, I'm a confident, we massaged it a few times, I added the, the pause protocol in there, massage that a few times. He said, okay. Uh, and, you know, there was feedback and negatives about, you know, not addressing that. And I, did, I said, okay, will this work? 
Yes. He goes, okay, you want that read right at the beginning of the session? Yes. You know, and then who? So that's how we got to that point. Is that I don't know, um, you know, the, the nuances of your conversation with Bill, whether he changed his mind upon further reflection or if he meant two different things or he doesn't even know himself. All of those are viable options. But that's how we got there. Is that he said that, uh, this, and the thing that I actually thought was kind of touching is that given that at least a large part of this conflict had been uh, about his interaction with you, is that it seems like he really trusted you more than anyone else to communicate this to other people. Yes. Yeah. This is this is what's so what's so tough about this. Um, Yeah, I, like listening to your call with him was was was. I'll tell you, I really, I'm really happy you guys did have that conversation. And and like what I really felt like, I, I don't know, I felt a lot of love coming from Bill, because like I one, I felt like he knew me, and he understood what I was about and what I was doing. And I felt like he he was he was supporting me. Um, and I really I really appreciated that. The the thing though, the thing that I, I sort of feel like what happened was the way I, the way I is basically just to just to get it fun. I'll just fucking say it. it's great. Still, I'm sorry. I'm going to read your mind, Bill. You listening? I'm reading your mind, and this is what I think you're doing. And I know you're you're not going to be happy. I'm saying this, but screw you, because I'm not happy with you right now. Um. I think the thing is, Bill does not like conversations or anything where he can be criticized, and that he does a lot to make sure that he doesn't come out looking bad, and that all of this was an exercise in him trying to get into the group certain policies and um, rules and changing such a way that we don't discuss anything in any way that can lead to criticism of him. That that he didn't have any sort of emotional sort of rationale for this. That he wasn't doing this because he needed to feel safe, so much as he was just trying to protect his image. And the second the second he found out that this had crossed a line with me, he immediately gave that all up because he realized that the fallout from that was far more significant. I think that's what happened. Fascinating. So riddle me this. Just, uh, just real quickly. Um, oh, sorry. I think, that's why he, I think that's why he trusted me to sort of implement it. I think he knows that when I, unlike you, I'll be thorough and like really make sure people understand it and not just sort of accept wishy-washy stuff. He knows that I, I will do a good job making sure that people understand the policy. Mm -hmm. And that's why he trusted he just he just needs me to like say because because I I'm, I he and I can understand each other and like when I say I understand and I'm going to do this he knows that I will do it and that there isn't any sort of question about it so he definitely trusts me to be consistent in that regard all he needed mm -hmm. to do was convince me what what annoys me is that he didn't try to convince me directly he did it through you and that that really made me angry interesting because he wasn't he didn't say any of that stuff to me so I'm sorry go ahead and. and Ask your question. No, no. So many fascinating things. First question, what you describe Bill is doing, just out of curiosity, not that it really matters a whole lot, would you say that's better or worse than trying to destroy the group? 
Um, he's trying to do. I mean, Sorry, I, I, I would say. I was, I was talking to myself. I'm sorry. But he, I lost half a second. He, I didn't say anything. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, okay. What he was trying to do, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it. I think it's the same thing. Okay. I think that it's, it's trying to accomplish in the group what you want to have accomplished, and uh, it's, it's for, it's motivated the same way. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't evaluate it better or worse. It's. It's. It's sort of also the same. I don't. I'm not judging. I'm not judging what he did in in, in terms of like. Oh well, this hurt the group. Um, that's not. That's not the the issue that I have. Oh, what is the issue? Well, I, actually, let me let me let me try to put it this way. I think Bill would regard that as a bad thing. More than Bill I would regard what what he did as a bad thing, or are you trying to destroy the group as a bad thing. Um, my description, the description that I just gave, that he disagrees with, I think that description, he would argue, is a bad thing to do. Okay, but from your Am perspective? I, not at all, not at all. But what Bill is doing, or are you trying to destroy the group? You don't think either of those were bad? They're just yeah, personally annoying? Okay. Well, so you just find it annoying because you're hypersensitive? No. No, no, I... Okay, sorry, okay, sorry. I'm, not, I'm not understanding what you're trying to say then. Well, you, you asked me to evaluate whether or not something was bad, and I'm like, in my mind, I, I don't consider either of those things bad. Oh, I see, you don't, okay, that's uh, fine, fine. But so, okay, well, ah, this is interesting. Um, that might be significant. Let me take another step back. You sound really angry. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, you know, I, I know I'm kind of an outlier on this one, I remember the Bible telling us not to let the sun go down on our anger. And I'm just curious why you've never asked for help um, dealing with your anger to Bill. What do you mean? I've, I do nothing but ask for help with Bill. No, you've asked I, for I, help I... fixing Bill. You've never asked for help with your anger. Again, I hate to be a stickler for this, but I tend to get really annoying by the way I try to apply scripture, even though I get excruciated for doing the opposite. It's like, if someone's doing a thing that offends you, that you think is wrong, that makes you angry, try and work it out. If you fail, ask somebody for help. In fact, I think that's kind of in our um, guidelines. And I would assume you think that's a good idea in general. I'm just curious why you've never really asked ask for help. Ask me a question first. I mean, you 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 have not asked me that I know that I recall. I, I, well, say, Bill has this problem. Please fix it. That's what I felt like. I, I've never asked. Feel like I've had the opening to tell you or to speak into this dynamic. Why on earth would I, I ask you? Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, like, like, like you can ask Janet. Like, I I have talked to her a good deal about. Like, like, so I, I, Janet, I think understands like the problem, and like I can, I feel like I can communicate with her. 
So I've been going to okay. her a lot. I, wait, wait, I, well, I'll, I'll be blunter, okay, if I may. You like blunt, right? Sure, please. You have sat here and made what I consider a fairly strong accusation against Bill. That is, these yeah. motives and these actions. And I feel like in involving me in this and our listeners, that um, one, I feel like, given our covenant, I should check with Bill before I post this video, audio. And that we should work through this. And in fact, you know, I can understand why, um, but I'm still sad that this issue of him and, you know, going back to the incident, the incident is left isn't one. It's like, you know, we need to be able to deal with these things. And if you feel like you're being censored and cut out and ignored because we're not talking about it, then that's a problem I want to deal with. But my point, and I think Ted's, um, I mean, I can get annoyed with him about his handling of different things, but I think there's a point where I definitely agree with is like, yes, things are ugly, things are messy, things are problematic. That doesn't mean we can't follow a process. And when you say, well, you know, I can't do any of this. It's like, well, have you tried following the process? Well, no, because you guys are all jerks. Well, okay, fine. But we got to start somewhere. Like, if you think Bill has issues that are not dealing with group, you, you talk to me and say, hey, can you help me talk it through? And then if we can't, then we, then we, then we have, I think, good judicial right and an obligation to bring to the group and have the open conversations in, in public. It's like, why can't we do that? Isn't that what you want for everything to get out in the air? What, what is it you think that I'm not doing that I should do? Can you be specific? Okay, good. We were going to have this session. Yes. Ah. Let me give you a teaser. Okay, let me give you a teaser about my uh, talk with Steve. And we had a very positive opening. We prayed for each other. We blessed each other. We started talking about the issues. We got stuck. Um, and then I did something to Steve where he said, that, that is the thing you always do. And I was, oh my God, he is right. And I stopped and apologized to him. And then he uh, apologized to me. And that totally changed everything. And um, the vibe I get from you is that you know what's right and what's wrong, and you want other people to repent, but you don't think you have anything to repent of. You said this before. Do you, do you remember what I said the last time you, you suggested this? I don't, actually. There'd be an issue on my side. Do you recall bringing this up before? I recall bringing this up before. Okay. Then why don't you remember what I said in response? That was an excellent question. It is entirely possible I have an emotional hang-up that is blocking that memory.
I can't. I don't feel like I can. can I, I don't feel like I can tell you the truth and have you believe me. And I feel like I especially feel like that because I've already tried and failed. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, but, but there is at least a chance I might remember it, even if I don't believe you, which would be progress. I'm trying to put it down in the notes this time. Ernie, my answer to you last time was that I am seeking that help. That I From other do, places. Yes, I do wish for that input. My My problem is, Ernie, I can't communicate with you. That we can look at the same thing, we can and we can communicate about it, and then we completely misunderstand each other. You are not no. a good place for me to get feedback. Yeah, I, I hear you, uh, Dave. Um, and yet here we are. And this is a group about, and I think your one hammering point is, in fact, I think your biggest frustration with Bill, is that we aren't talking these things out and making progress. So... Um, this is why we were originally hoping to have that call on Tuesday, but you changed your mind, right? Yeah, let me be more specific here. Yes. Oh, okay, good. I, Ernie, I feel like you are rushing to judge me and that you don't care what I think or how I see things. Hmm. Mm. That when, okay. when I say that I I think you don't understand what I'm saying, you don't seem to respond to that. Okay. Um, let me respond to that. Um, you are right, and you've said that before, and I haven't responded to it. So I acknowledge that. Um and the reason i don't have to go my reasons for it unless you want to know i would love to know why i feel like our entire relationship from the start has been about you trying to fix me yes it's it's sort of been we're trying to fix each other doesn't it well the thing is is that like i here's the thing though i've desperately been trying to find ways to help you fix me I have let you run sessions. I have let you uh, set the rules. I have let you, um, you know, call me out in various ways. And so it's like, you know, I feel like I have genuinely tried to learn and understand what it is that bothers you, bothers you about me. Do you feel I have not really been trying? This is this is tricky because like the thing I think we agree that I'm trying. <laughs> I'm very trying, right? You're you're trying to I mean, something. Okay, is there something you would like me to try that I haven't tried that you think is obvious? Yeah, I think we should try to understand each other. Okay. So like like Ernie, I didn't I I, I, sorry, sorry, I mean, I'm not talking about the understanding each other part. I'm saying that the things that are wrong with me that need to be fixed. Is there something obvious that you have suggested trying that I have been unwilling to do so? 
Oh, man, this is this is tough. Okay, let me let me try to be. I want to. I want. I want one more nuance here. Okay. Okay, Brady, fair enough. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Before think, we, that's the first point we disagree on. I know. Um, that that. Well, let me say this. I I don't know of anything wrong with you. And the only thing I would say is that you're doing things that are ineffective. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is, that is right. my gripe with you. You are, you are doing things ineffectively. And right. I, I, even if I, we're not sure what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Right. That's true. And so, like, it is possible you are accomplishing everything you want. Uh, it just doesn't seem that way to me. That's it. Right. That's all I think. Okay. I don't. So, I, here's the thing and, that uh, confuses me, Dave. Mm hmm. Um, it doesn't seem to me like your strategy for dealing with Bill is being very effective right now. Okay, I, I feel like you, you changed the topic on me. Well, no, but okay, okay, I, okay. So it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. I did change the topic. That was probably unkind of me. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm gonna just run with it because I'm being a jerk right now. I have a, I have a few points left. Is that <laughs> like you see me doing things that are effective? You have lectured me endlessly about it. I've tried to attempt your changes. Every time I suggest mm-hmm. that there's something in your relationship with Bill that you're not handling well, I get the brick wall. That's how, it, that's how I feel. Yes, absolutely. I made a good effort. I've made a good faith effort to implement the changes in the things that I see you, that you have called out in me, and I have not seen a similar good faith in your making an effort to uh, implement the things that I call. And so I guess I'll, I'll go one step further. I don't feel like it's fair for you to complain yeah. to me about Bill if you don't want me to be, to be part of the solution. And that's like, if you don't think I have a uh, right to speak to you about Bill, okay, I'll concede that point. But under those circumstances, I don't feel comfortable with you complaining to me about Bill if I can't be part of the solution. Okay, I'm okay with that. All right, so good. So let's figure out his stuff. We may or may not drop this from the episode. Um, the one thing I, that I, actually- I really agree with that. All right. Agree with what? Sorry. Well, I mean, like, um, I mean, like, mostly I, let me, let me try to say this, that like when I come into these conversations with you, I, at the beginning, I had sort of an agenda where I was mm-hmm. like, like, I see something that I'm trying to help you and I'm trying to understand you. Like mm-hmm. that ended after like a couple of weeks. Now I just come into these unprepared, having no idea. And I'm just here answering questions as honestly as I can. Yeah. Um, and so like, uh, we talk about Bill because, well, I care about Bill, and that's that's my interest in this group, and it sort of leads into that. But you know, I do think it's it's and it's it's relevant to most of the the stuff going on with the group. Um, I but I do think you're right. Like I I am not interested in what you you think about how to solve the, the how to solve the problems with Bill, and therefore it it is actually. Ooh. Yeah, no, this is bad, and I'm sorry for this. It is sort of gossipy to talk to you about this. <laughs> wow, you just proved me wrong by apologizing. Well, I don't know. You labeled. Did you actually need to apologize? Yes, well, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, well, mostly to Bill, not so much. Yeah, I involved you in it. But you so, dragged yeah, me with quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, so, wow. Thank you for that apology. Um, are you willing to go one step further and confess that it was wrong? Well, I... Mm, I don't apologize for things unless it's wrong. It's implicit, but yes, it was wrong. It, okay. It was, wow. God, it was a sin, and I'm sorry for it. Wow. 
I forgive you. Thank you. I feel 10 times better about our relationship. And, uh, all right. I'll pretend everything's resolved and go on to my next question. Um, man, I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't, I didn't see this. Oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm annoyed with myself. That I didn't make this connection. So thank you. I appreciate this. I should have realized this sooner. Oh, I'm starting to, it's like this is a Christmas miracle, but let's move on. <laughs> um, so I share with, so I agree with you that we have to develop better practices for talking about difficult subjects, especially ones that people don't want to talk about. Here's the problem I, actually you can understand this better than I do. There are certain things you don't feel like I have a right to ask you about, right? We just established that. Ooh. Um, I, I mean, like, I would say you, there's certain things you don't have a right to know. I, I think it's okay to ask. But if I ask you too much, then it's badgering and you don't want to go there. Oh, no. No. I'll, okay, I'll, so I'll, sorry. I, oh, ooh, ooh. Can I use the pause protocol? Uh, sure. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, your issues in your half of the relationship with Bill. You didn't feel like it was right for me to have that conversation. So do we pause that or is that a out of bounds? Just so I understand. I, well, I, I would say because I'm not interested in your, your input on it because I don't think you have context. Um, so you're saying I, if you I, can I, give me the context, then you'd be willing to hear me speak into it? If we if we can come to an understanding, yeah. Um because because then you would be coming from a place of trying to help as opposed to uh me just sort of whining. So uh, the the problem was me me speaking, not your questions. Your questions were fine. You did nothing wrong. Okay. You did, it was okay for you to ask about all of it. The problem was I should have I should have I should have stopped saying stuff. Um, I don't mind you asking though. There's no problem. You could have asked every question in the world. The problem was in my response. Right. But like, you know, hypothetically, um, I wonder if some of your issues in relationship with Bill uh, are connected to the issues in relationship with me and what's happening in the group. And is that something I can ask you about during you our sessions? Okay. You, and then, and if you say no, then we move on, or do we say pause? Um, I, I'm never going to say pause. You're never going to say pause. Yeah. Well, let me, so let you're going to say clear, yes or no. So, so help me out well, here, me, right? Because no, 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 social let me, norm. Let me correct that. Let me correct that. I, I do think I. The only time, let me be clear. I will never say pause because I think somebody crossed a line or went too far. I will say pause when they're questioning me, when they're questioning me. Um, okay. I will say pause when I feel like a conversation is not as important as another one that should be happening. Okay. So I, I, will, I will use pause to prioritize. Um, okay. But besides that, I, I think I don't have a problem with anyone asking me about anything. Uh, because okay, I can always but, just so, give... But, 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 but help me understand like that, right? So... Um, 
hypothetically, I see that you have some issues that are affecting our functioning as a group. Um, I see them playing out in a certain context. Um, how would you want me to raise those or not? Um, and I'm not asking just to be mean to you because I feel like this is the norm I feel like we both want to see happen in the group is that there's lots of deep issues that people have been avoiding talking about that we have to bring onto the table. I'm thinking if you and I can figure it out, then we can uh, explain that to other people. Okay, so there's, so the, the, the only trickiness in this answer is I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to encourage you to make a rule that you would apply to other people. So what okay. I would say is, um, I don't mind being called out in public, or rather, if I do mind, I want to, I want to be made to not. And so it's fine to call me out in public. Um, I think that the Bible does not prescribe that behavior to other people in general. And so when I say right. I, I would prefer that it be done in the group because I trust the group and I, and I want, I want the group to sort of, I, I, I think that we'll get a better answer through the group than you and I would individually. Um, so let me just rephrase what I heard you say, just because I think I agree with it. Um, to a certain uh, understand it is that the biblical model seems to be that if you have a problem with someone, you talk to them individually. If you can't resolve it there, you bring a friend, you try and work it out. If you can't, then it makes sense to go to the group. Um, yeah. Point one. And then point two is that you actually prefer to skip steps one and two and go straight to the group. But that's not, mm -hmm. that is not necessarily a good thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I myself don't really mind any of them, um, though I, I like to make sure that all of them happen, even if not in that order. Um, like, I, I totally mean, didn't like mind at all. A... Steve, yeah. Like, for example, I did, totally didn't mind Steve calling me out in the group, but that not being able to talk to him for three months was quite painful. I would say, like, from a practical perspective, like, some things are, might, are more efficient on an individual basis. So if it's something that can be done efficiently, I, I would prefer mm -hmm. it done on an individual basis. Yeah. But I mean, like, in terms of getting a good result, I think the group is always going to get as good or a better result than the right. individual. So I had a crazy idea. Okay. everyone will hate but um is that bill seems frustrated with you i think that's a safe statement um and you just said you love to have you don't you don't agree I that don't bill's frustrated you. with you sir i i yes actually so one i i don't know that bill would actually agree to that i don't think he would say okay. that that's true and i also think okay. i'm not sure he's frustrated with me okay that's 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 like that's what's so weird about this. I'm not sure that he is. So you like, get the sense that like, he is avoiding you, but you're not really sure if he's upset or why. No, I don't even know that he's avoiding me. I think that 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 might be one way that he responds. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, okay. So originally uh, you said you strongly doubted that you would see him again or be able to talk to him, but why? Well, uh, but I doubted it. Spread more. I doubted it both ways. So I wasn't. I just have a lot of uncertainty both ways. Okay, you're uncertain about what's going to happen. Okay, that's less strong than the doubt I read, but I apologize if I misunderstood you. Okay, so best case scenario, uh, Bill and you guys work everything out and everything's hunky-dory. 
problem resolved. Um, second scenario is that um, there's something bothering Bill. And what I'm hearing from this is that, you know, hey, if he's not comfortable talking to you directly, uh, you would be happy to have him call you out publicly during a meeting. That would actually be constructive from your perspective. That would be amazing. That would be so okay. amazing. All right. It's, and it's I think conversely about that, if there's issue, background issues that he wants understood before he does that, you're comfortable with him talking to me about them. Oh, yeah, he can tell you anything he wants. Right, okay. Yeah, I love it. So, so the world can hear. You have, uh, Bill has my full permission to tell you anything that he wants uh, if, if you have the time and the patience to endure it all. I'm, I'm not interested in keeping any secrets there. Okay. That's good. It's I think that would, um, yeah, I mean, it's a long shot, but who knows? Every now and then I get lucky. I... <laughs> I know I, I I I am like ninety percent certain there's no way Bill would would want to engage in that process. Yeah, I'll take a ten percent yeah. odds. Okay. Um. Uh, and you still wonder why I'm so ecstatic to have you on my team? Um. No. I. What I would say is I, I wonder wonder why you seem so opposed to everything I do. There's a very small number of things that you do that I'm opposed to. But the, the things that I do that you're opposed to seem to be things that are causing lots of good stuff to happen. The thing I loved that you did, oh, let me give you a concrete example. Getting up and saying, I am stuck, I can't handle this. That was fantastic. I thought that invited the appropriate response from the group. Um, Having gone, having to go through two weeks of trying, well, let's just add a, sta a statement of belief and a creed and tell people they have to show up. I didn't think that was going to accomplish anything. So I was willing to let you try. Okay. And, you know, the the, the interesting thing for me is that and I'll totally own, you know, our poor relationship and my poor communication skills, is that uh, there are things to me that I see you do in the group that I find um, counterproductive and hurtful. And you don't seem to care. And... I'm sure you have your reasons, and I would like to understand them, but that's where I've had issues. And, you know, it is also possible I'm hypersensitive, which is why I defer to Ted on these things. But that was my uh, source of my objections. But balancing all that, you are incredibly committed. You have put a lot of energy. You're continually putting yourself out there. Um, we have established a concrete data point that there are things that you know, when you realize something is wrong, you are quick to uh, apologize and to uh, confess. And I really respect that. Um, I'm enormously respectful of the time you've spent on these phone calls. Uh, you have really good moderation skills. Um, sadly, I like your moderation better when you're less fully engaged, which is disturbing to me on several levels. And I'm hoping to find a way out. Um, 
But, you know, I think that you care deeply about people and relationships and speaking the truth. And frankly, I think we're probably more similar than you like to think, which may be why we rub each other wrong so much. Um, and maybe I'm doing the same thing that I feel like you do to me is that, oh, but you're like so much like me. If you just would do this one thing, then you'd be great. And, you know, maybe that's um, the thing I need to learn how to process differently to be of uh, assistance or encouragement to you. I don't know if that answered your question. I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> Why do I seem to object to what you do? Oh, I, I do actually have a question here. Um, I, I'm curious what you think about Ted's assessment of me. Uh, which one was that? Well, I mean, you 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 say that like, well, you are deferring to Ted on on some of these decisions with regards to what I'm yeah. doing, right? And mm -hmm. I and you see how Ted is handling it, and I'm curious. I'm curious what you think about how he's handling. I mean, I personally would have liked to him to have knocked our heads together and helped us work things out. Uh, and, um, you know, I was kind of hoping that would happen on Tuesday. So um, my general read, uh, as came up during the meeting, is that I think Ted, and he would probably agree with us, errs on the side of positivity, which I think is a nice thing overall. I think that, you know, in order for this conversation to move forward the way it did, uh, on Tuesday, you and I kind of had to override his preferences, which I'm not thrilled about, but I feel like it was a good call and I think it worked out well. And so I think I need to have that conversation with him. Uh, he also mentioned he had some conversations related to um, the incident one that he and I still need to work through and maybe we will resolve both of those at the same time. I'm, I'm, I'm but, now liking but for the record, but, even more. Sorry? I'm now liking what happened on Tuesday even more. Oh, okay, good. Um, the the other thing is that, but like I totally believe and support his decision to keep you in as moderator. Um, not even just despite, but because of my lack of trust in you and the brokenness in our relationship. Okay. Um, so I I I talk about the the triumvirate that we have formed, and uh -huh. one of the things that I one of the reasons I think that this is not a good thing to have is that it's it what I have have read and heard about is typically these sort of tri relationships devolve into like basically two people, two of them sort of being more in sync and sort of bullying the other person and getting what they want. And just in an override. And and my fear was that was basically what was happening was like Ted and I were able to just anytime Anytime there was any sort of disagreement in the in the, the triumvirate, basically Ted and I would just override you. And, and you saw that I as loved, a bug? Yes, I think that's a bug. Because okay. you might as well not you might as well not be present. And what I love is that you just revealed pointed out to me is that like basically what happened on Tuesday was you and I overrode Ted. Yeah. And that breaks the that's good. That means that Yeah, the book of them again. Yeah, but, you, so you, but you, you, you underestimate how much I appreciate and value the two of you overriding me. 
right? Given that I was the, you know, so apparently the sole authority over this group for so long that it is really, really important to, um, um, and, but, you know, I still have founder cred, which Ted has and you don't. And so it's definitely important that Ted and I take our lumps first. <laughs> uh, I look forward to when you guys override me. It'll be fun. Oh, you have no idea how much I look forward to it too, Dave. <laughs> I love you, David. You really are God's gift to me. You believe oh, it man, now? I wish you, I wish you would listen to me more. <laughs> well, God probably does too, but I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, you know, the weird thing is. We agree about so many things and that we have opposite perspectives on certain concrete things that um, do you have a theory for why we disagree or keep missing each other? Um, yes. Well, I mean, it's not much of one. I, I don't have a concrete. Other, other than just that I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. In fact, it's, it's actually the, the opposite is the problem. So what I, what I would say is... Hold on a second. Oh, shoot. Hello?
Hello, yes. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> That's my bad. That's my bad. When when I answered your call, it uh, it put this on hold, hold, and I and I didn't realize it was still on hold. I I thought it I thought it went away when I clicked on it, but it didn't. Yes. And I'm just sitting here going, "Am I still here? Hello, hello." We, we sat on the opposite of uh, we ended up on the opposite of stupid. <laughs> this is another great so, episode title. Oh my god. Uh, so, all right. Here's here's my theory. Um, I think I think our problems are actually because you're smart, and um, the first thing I would say is that that I have problems communicating with everybody, and that's because the perspective. I think that my perspective doesn't match most people's. In fact, I, I've yet to find anyone who really has the same perspective as me, and I spend a good deal of my time translating what I think into words for other people. Um, and it's actually difficult for me to do that in a group because I have to find like a common ground with the majority of the people there. And I do actually very much mm. care what I think the person that I'm talking to. And so I communicate very effectively on an individual basis, I think. But only with people that I can, I have I've been able to sort of build an understanding with. Um, and so I think, I think you have the same problem I do. Yeah. But you, you are. But everyone is sort of easy to deal with, and or easier to deal with. And the problem that you and I have is that um, we're not treating each other like the greater challenges that we are. Mm. And, um. And so that that would be what I think the problem is. Ooh, let me rephrase that because that's very similar to what I thought, but better said much better which is that you and I both have non-conventional worldviews. We don't see the world the same way uh, as consensus reality. Uh, and therefore we struggle with um, communication in general. And we're continually trying to have to fit other people's behavior, actions, terminology, values into our framework, which is hard because um, they, um, no, it's hard, uh, but at least we've gotten used to it because we have to do it a lot and there's general similarities between other people's uh, worldviews. So far so good? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and so your theory, which is fascinating, is that uh, we both are so used to dealing with quote unquote normal people and we are, to use the DBS term, ultra weird, and therefore, um, we use the same heuristics that we use in dealing with normal people, and they play us false when dealing with each other. So we sort of naively assume that the other person's worldview is relatively conventional and rudimentary, and therefore we fail to uh, invest. It's like dealing with an alien species. Like, well, of course, yeah. they're just like different other different humans. And it's like, well, no, their whole fundamental processes are and are vastly different. And any reasonable inference you make is, is likely to make you look like an idiot and doom the human race as it is to actually communicate what you want. Right. Fascinating. That's good. That's that's a very profound analysis. It's hardly shallow at all. Um, 
what 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 sucks about it what sucks about it is i i would say that uh we're kind of stuck into we have to make some sort of assumption about what the other person's saying and we have to use the tools that we have and so like it, it isn't a matter of like well we just need to be less assuming like we have to assume something and so the, the misunderstandings i feel like are really inevitable the only thing that we can really do is spend more time and effort and really be trying to to sort of resolve this gap. And, ah, interesting. Okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah, and, and I, that's that's sort of like that's that's what I was sort of pushing for at the beginning, and I felt like I I, I felt like I actually requested this. Um, several times and I felt like you had no interest in it and in what trying to close the gap in our understandings right and I think okay right and this is right and here's well trying to close the gap in understanding by uh more time talking it out yes or arguing about it right exactly and let me tell you and this is this is where we we see the same problem but we diverge in our theories about how to resolve it Oh, no. so this is interesting. I don't know what your theory is to resolve it. Yes. You don't. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just enjoying the moment that you that you acknowledge that you don't actually understand what I'm doing. So I'm now I have always, a chance to actually. I've always been. Well, the thing is, is that we end at these points, but, but the, sometimes I feel like, yes, but, you know, the, so now, okay, do you feel like I understand what you were trying to do? I, I I can't be certain. That's what's so weird about this. I can't be certain. So you can't, like you can't be certain about anything, but do you feel like I've made a genuine effort to understand you and I've succeeded to some extent? Uh, I would say that given the words that you have uttered, if you were a conventional person, I would feel certain. But because it's you, I am significantly less certain. Fair enough. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, if it's not intended as such. Um, and conventional is probably a better word than normal, actually. Um, but yeah, so here's the thing that, uh, I have an advantage for you and that I've had small children and, um, and I actually learned this at Apple is that, uh, words are most, I think I said this before to you, words are mostly useless. What, uh, there's this, this great line, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it's, it's really struck me to claim that belief is emotion plus experience or experience plus emotion. Uh, which really blew my mind because I grew up very much in the Greek tradition of, you know, belief is inference uh, uh, based on facts. Um, but it explains a lot about the world is that you have experiences and you have emotions that color those experiences and that eventually you may add, add labels to those. And so work, words are like a tertiary thing. And the hard part is having the right experiences. Uh, the painful part is aligning the emotion, and the labels is mostly trivial. It can be tedious, but it's trivial. Did any of that make sense to you? I'm, my, my, default answer is, oh, my default answer is no. Okay, well, the short answer is that I think the way that we work this out is we find concrete experiences that we can share and uh validate and then we work out those experiences so like 
what happened between Janet and Emiliana was a good thing. We would like to have more of that happen. Uh, what happened on Tuesday, you know, while there are many painful and awkward and less than ideal parts, was we figured out as a group how to work together to speak truths we had not spoken before. That was a good thing. You still with me? Um, I think I see what you're trying to say, and I and I don't agree. But it's oh, hard. Okay, I don't want cool. I don't, I don't to get into it because I'm like I, I don't I I can't say that I confidently understand what you're trying to, to suggest. Okay. The um, can you you just try to repeat back what you think I'm trying to do? Just we have to wrap up, but just uh, yeah, I, I mean. Look, they're looking for like experiences that we can can share. Now, maybe they, we don't have to participate in them at the same time, but we have to like sort of have experience that we experiences that are the same, and then we can recognize, hey, my experience is the same as your experience. We put a word on it, whatever we want, and we can say, hey, this is this is like uh, this is basically building a lexicon in which we can communicate. Um, that's what I could have meant. I'm curious why you think that wouldn't work. I mean, that is pretty um, much how all language, language acquisition does work. Yeah, well, the, the objection I have is I don't think that we're sharing the same experience. Okay. Um, and, 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 and like, I, interestingly, so you say that, uh, so sharing the same experience, I mean, I feel like we are sharing the same experiences, but we may be perceiving them quite differently. Well, I mean, we have we are different people. So even though we were sort of been witnessing the same event, but with witnessing our our experience of it is different, right? Okay, your your internal experience. Sure. You know, okay, I mean, yeah, fair enough. You know that that's true. But if that's true, then it seems like your strategy would be even less likely to succeed. Um. Okay, so so the thing is, I I would say that you've been you've been basically employing this this tactic from the beginning, and I think we mm -hmm. talked about this a lot, especially when the, the snow discussion came up. And and mm -hmm. like the problem I have with it is that like what I keep seeing happening is that we sort of we sort of like we we see something where it's like oh we agree on this, and there's like a thing that looks like we agree on. And like like the Emiliana thing, it's like we say that's good, but I'm like yeah, but we say it's good for different reasons, and or we agree on a, on a point, but we agree there's different nuances in in how that is, and like what happens is we're sort of we're projecting onto each other what the other person is, what we think the other person ah, is. Ah, actually, no, about. good, good, good. This is really good because this is actually the point I was gonna make, which I got carried away because I like your point. Too much. Let me share my perspective on why we we disagree. Um, before I, well, I was going to say before I stole yours. The reason we disagree is I think we have different emotional filters for how we view the world. And I don't know what your emotional filters are. And I'm not even sure if you agree that we have emotional filters. Um, so, so uh, when you say we disagree, 
like disagree, do you mean disagree in our interpretation of experiences? Do you mean disagree in what we're we trouble communicating? To... We're trouble, let, 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 let me both in trouble understanding each other. We, yeah, well, I mean, yes, we had different perspectives and we, we can't figure out what the other person. So, yes, that, that you can call that an emotional filter, but I, I, I think a worldview is actually a good deal more complex than just an emotional filter. No, no, yeah, no, it's, it, it, you know, so the worldview is a lot of things. But the very specific point is that we can have the same experience and um, interpret it in very different ways. And to me, the interesting question is that the worldview is part of it. But to me, this is a technical, sort of one level before that, which is the, um, or maybe just a two-dimensional projection of that, because the worldview, I think, was a very rich, complicated three-dimensional thing. I think of it more just the emotional filter or lensing that we use when we look at an experience and uh, evaluate it. And so if you actually, I should be generous. I should say, okay, let's go with worldview. We have worldviews that affect how we interpret experiences, how we interpret external yeah. experiences, to generate an internal yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. Right, and there's something about, okay, and I guess one aspect of that worldview, I mean, there's many aspects of worldview, is particularly the emotional color we assign to things. I think it seems like a safe statement to take is that we tend to, even though there's many things we both rejoice in and both deplore, there's a large number of things where we have very different emotional color associated with the interpretation of an experience. Yes. And my Further claim, which may, or may, you may not disagree with, is that the non-cognitive aspects of that emotional color are primary, and the cognitive aspects are secondary. You know, maybe maybe this is helping because, like, what I would say is, there is certainly an emotional aspect that is different, and 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 the the emotional response is different. And that is part of it. I would say that there's, I think there's another layer. Mm. And, and I guess I, I, the other layer is the thing I'm, I'm sort of focused on because I think if I were able to get through that layer, you become conventional. Because, because I have filters for dealing with having a different emotional reaction than everyone else. I have mm -hmm. ways of dealing with people. Right. So what is that other layer? Is that the kind? Is that the conceptual space? Conceptual yes. framework, or is it something? Yeah. So yeah, and here's the thing that that that. So here's the thing I don't think you seem to be willing to consider, and maybe okay. I'm not willing to consider for you. So it's fair. Is that it is possible I have concepts which you have no referent? Oh, I no, I definitely consider that. Okay, you do. Okay. That I mean, I'm assuming that. I, I, but by definition, for the concept which you have no reference, I cannot explain it to you. Yes. Absolutely. And the only thing I can do is try to create experiences uh, that give you a, help you eventually build up that concept. No. Oh, okay. What else no, can I do? Uh, just because uh, I don't have any direct references doesn't mean that there aren't ways to connect it. So like like we there are there are concepts that we do share right and 
those right. concepts, I think, like through through a complex web, could reach other concepts. And so, like, I think that um, we could like help, and we so could help. Maybe, maybe we're we're maybe we're quibbling over the definition of reference. Okay. Um, right, but actually, you know, and this actually realized that I wanted to talk to you about before I got distracted. This maybe we'll see next time. But actually, I should pitch it to you. We're supposedly a Christian group. And I realize we don't uh, interact with Jesus much. And it occurred to me that I don't really know how you experience Jesus. And I feel confident that you don't know how I experience Jesus. Yes. And But we're supposed to all have that in common. That's where a lot of my reference and concepts originate from. Maybe we should spend more time relating to Jesus. And maybe that'll make all of this other stuff way easier. Um, okay, I guess the the two points I would I would say to that is one, I kind of disagree that we're there isn't isn't a lot of sort of relating to Jesus going on in the group. Um, Fair enough. And I the the second thing I would say is well. I don't. I don't have confidence in this. I like. Uh, I guess. I guess you know we have been talking about building a bridge to each other, and that maybe that isn't working very well. And maybe if we both built a better bridge to Jesus, we would encounter each other along the way. And, it's sort and of what even I'm if hearing. we didn't, it seems like it's hardly a waste of time. Uh yeah, um, and. We would certainly uh, learn something. Anyway, I don't want to belabor the point. And uh, next week at this point, I think we're still going with Janet, unless. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I guess my fear is that, like, you know, I I feel like like when when there's sort of disagreements with people, it's sort of like God using another person to give us insight into something that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, or Christ. To get something that like we've sort of been denying or or looking away from, and like the approach that you're suggesting, I'm worried that it would it would take the form of us both sort of continuing to do our own thing, and connecting with Jesus in our own way, instead of being confronted with the stuff that I think God wants us to be confronted about. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair concern. Um, the um, I see that as a design challenge is that we should be encountering Jesus and we should also be confronted by how other people encounter Jesus to inform and challenge our own perspectives. You know, the one thing I'm wondering is why don't we just compromise? On what? On on, on how we, we sort of bridge the gap between us. Okay. Like 50-50. Half the time we do it your way, half the time we try it my way, and we just sort of alternate. Okay, I mean, I'd rather stick with the episode title of very quantum and do superpositions, but um, 
I'm happy like for our next call for you to take the lead and to try and uh, push the discussion in a direction that helps build those bridges. I mean, does my idea make sense? Um, not entirely, but then maybe once you build it, it will. I'm willing to suspend disbelief. Okay. I mean, the, really, uh, the question for me is that where do you start, right? Because I'm starting with experiences, at least you know what kind of experiences to create. If you're trying to build a conceptual framework for something we don't currently have good words for, I, I'm just very, I, I really cannot imagine where to start. But if you can, go for it. I, I, I mean, you can start anywhere, and all you do is you just dig. You dig down. And you dig down until, you know, we're both pointing at a rock and we ask, do you see a rock there? And the other person's like, yes, I see a rock there. Good. We have something we agree on conceptually. And then we build up from there. Um, uh, like I said, it's not clear how you get from rocks to plasma. Um, or snow. But if you have a theory, I do not want to say it's impossible. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I guess, you know, I would say it's like, this is, this is how I've done it. It's worked out pretty well for me. Um, and so I'm biased towards it. And right, you know, but you know, and it could be that like, but I mean, have you had to deal with people who have experiences that were outside your conceptual framework? And how far did you have to dig to get there to get a common point? Like I said, I don't think you do with rocks. I think if you go down to atoms, then you could go back, then it's easy to get to plasma, but you can't start with rocks. Oh, well, no, actually, you dig down until I mean, like the idea was, uh. I said conceptually, like, I, I said you point at a rock, as we're pointing to something very physical manifestation. So if we can agree on a physical manifestation, we can work our way up conceptually. Um, right, but the point so. is that what I'm saying is that, like, just with your rock example, if what I want to talk about is carbon atoms or silicon atoms, then just we agree on the rock, if I have to try to explain to you, uh, you know, carbon and silicon, then we have to go much deeper than a rock. I have to take your atomic unit of analysis and destroy it and build an entire intellectual framework to go deeper. That was my point. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just like how, like, I, I presented an analogy and that you, you, you took a very different perspective on it. <laughs> very different than what I was, that was not the analogy I was going for, but uh, I, I, I see your point. And yeah, okay. But you see, like, that's, that's sort of my goal. Like if if I say it like yeah. here, here's a rock and this is the most fundamental thing and you're like no it isn't let me blow your mind there's these things called atoms I'd be that's like that's huge to me that's right. that you know, the other, I, yeah yeah okay fair enough yeah, just wait and I, I think it's definitely worth a try and I think we'll learn something useful and helpful uh, whether or not it succeeds uh, the other thing that we've seen to me at some point is we've had some really extraordinary miracles I think you've used the word for two or three things that have happened. And I don't have good language for those, even for things that we agree are kind of important because I mean, we can call them miracles because they're rare. But like, I would like to see these things become normal, 
parts of everyday life and Christian faith. And so if we could spend some time whenever coming up with labels for those things, like how would you describe that? And see if we can come up just like for this thing that we both experienced, can we come up with a word that captures what that was? That would be an interesting exercise for me. Yeah, but I, it, 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 to me, it's just like we're talking about different things. It's like it's like it's like we're we're eating like a the same food, and we're like, yeah, we both like this food, but it's like you like it because of the spiciness, and I like it because of the texture, and we're like, well, let's give right. this a label. But I'm like, we, well, yeah, we but don't, at least if we could agree on that. The point is, is that if we could say like, hey, this is, you know, spicy rubbery noodles. At least we can agree on what that thing is and the things that we each see in it. Like that may not solve any problem. I would find that useful. Yeah, but no, but the point is like like maybe you don't you you didn't notice the texture and I didn't notice the spiciness. And we just called it we right. just called it good food. And so you went around calling everything that's spicy good food and I went around calling everything that's like also a food's good food. Right, but and then we, we even get on the taxonomy all... point and realizing I'm talking about spiciness, you're talking about texture, and we figure that out, that would be huge. But, but that's a conceptual difference. That's the thing. I that's why I'm sort of like I think that... that's a preference which is that you are focusing on, you see something I don't see. You see a lot of things I don't see, David. I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Maybe I wonder if that's part of the difference. Is like, I am fascinated in trying to understand where you diverge from me and what you see that I don't, and even what you have experienced that I don't have a reference for. But, but that's, that's, a, that's a conceptual difference. That isn't uh No, isn't like the, it's, not just, it's, not, it's not just a conceptual difference, because you can have that difference before you're able to conceptualize it. Once you say, oh, this is a texture thing, then it's been conceptualized. Before that, you're just saying, it feels kind of easy like this, right? And that's a sensation you have before there's a concept. And if we can turn those sensations into concepts, then we will have done something useful, I think. Sure, but I don't, I mean, like you, you suggested that like the, the, the emotional filter is the important part of this. And like the things that we're talking about, the emotional filter is irrelevant. Oh, it's not irrelevant at all. Definitely connected in my worldview. Anyway, we're not going to solve it, but that you said what you want to do for your your turn, and I'm letting you know what I would like to do for my turn. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, for for just just for quickly practically speaking, um, Janet, um, the logistics of that. Do I don't know. I reached any... out to Janet. Uh, she says she doesn't want to talk. To anyone before she does the the Zoom call, um, so I told her she should decide at least who's going to interview her. Um, just so we know who the moderation. I, I, I voted for Steve as sort of more neutral in the latest round of dialogues, but hopefully she will let one of us know. Okay, that that is good to know. Thank you. All right. Merry Christmas, David. Yes. Merry Christmas. And uh, thank you for the Christmas present yesterday. You're welcome. I'm expecting a thank you note. A thank you note. <laughs> All right. God bless you. And thank you for my Christmas present, too. Uh, uh, standing up and saying I, I need help. That was a big one. And the second was actually uh, taking ownership of the asymmetry 
in the discussion about Bill that also meant a lot to me. So thank you. Yes, well, you're most welcome. Ah, one more week and then 2021. Let me see what God has for us. Uh, All right, yeah. God bless you. Yes, you can. God Bye. bless you as well.